Best case ever. Best case ever. Yes, this is EM Case's Best Case Ever mini podcast series, and I'm your host, Dr. Anton Hellman. In anticipation of our main episode podcast on pediatric UTI myths and misperceptions, it's my pleasure to have on the show Dr. Olivia Ostro, who's going to tell us the story of a three-day-old who presented to Janice General. Dr. Ostro is new to EM cases, and she's a pediatric EM physician at SickKids Hospital in Toronto, assistant professor at the University of Toronto, and a medical safety leader with an academic focus in quality improvement. Dr. Ostro, let's hear your best case ever. Thank you for having me. This case will always be in my mind and really help to provide some impetus for the work that I've been doing of recent around um, improving stewardship around urinary tract diagnosis and uh, treatment in young children. So this was a case of a three-day-old term baby who presented to the emergency room with the complaint of have by their parent that the baby had blood in their urine. The baby had been having it for about 24 hours, but otherwise, according to the mother, had seemed fine. Uh, the baby was feeding well, it was uh, not vomiting, did not have any fevers, and the parent was very convinced the blood was in the urine and not in the stool area. So they were also stooling well, they looked at normal stools. The baby was being bottled fed, so sort of had that green transitioning consistency that you often see in a three-day-old and having lots of wet diapers along with it. But in the diapers, they noticed a a sort of a red or brick dust uh, color. So the vitals of the baby when they were assessed in triage were all normal. The temperature was 37.3 rectally, so no fever. The heart rate was also normal at 120 with normal respiratory rate of 40. And so their pediatric assessment triangle was normal. And the nurse in triage was uh, concerned with the complaint and, and facilitated that by putting a urine bag on the baby. The baby was seen by the physician and also um, had a very, very normal exam. So was very alert, did not appear toxic, was vigorously feeding in the room. They had a normal uh, heart rate again and a very benign abdomen, as well as their general exam was also normal and there was no blood seen. Uh, fortunately, the mother brought pictures of the brought the diapers with her so that we could actually view the blood that she was just seeing, and it really had that sort of classic brick dust, that sort of light red uh, appearance. There certainly wasn't this gross hematuria or blood clots or anything uh, like that. So the child was assessed by the physician and really sort of was thought that this is a well-appearing child. There were no risk factors. When they looked at, did further history, the baby was born at term, was a spontaneous vaginal delivery. The mother was uh, GBS negative, and there were really no complications prenatally or in the postpartum period, which were also reassuring. So the urine uh, had a dipstick performed in the emergency room with a point-of-care dipstick, and it showed that there was one plus blood and two plus protein. The specific gravity was 1.020, so relatively wasn't normal. And the nitrates were negative and the 
leukocyte esterase was also negative. The physician wanted to be sure that this was brick dust, which would be commonly caused by urate crystals and not something more concerning like a urinary tract infection that's leading to hematuria. And so was able to send, did did send the sample for a microscopy, which showed zero to one red blood cells and did confirm uric acid crystals. So just at that point, I'm just trying to figure out how uh, this child is going to end up being diagnosed with a UTI. I mean, so far... What you've told us is what we see all the time is you see a little bit of uh, of crystals in the urine and in a newborn, and uh, you know we routinely see these and routinely get a urinalysis and they're fine and we send them home. Exactly. Yes, and that was the impression I think at the time that these were just uric acid crystals and very normal in a, in a baby, and reassured the mom that they would go away. Well, what happened was they discharged the baby, but then the next day, like we, uh, there's a process for all cultures to come back. Lo and behold, a urine culture came back on this baby. That is not clear how it was actually ordered, but the urine culture was performed off that bag sample, and there was significant growth of gram-negative bacteria. So the baby was called back the, about 24 hours later when this result was processed for reassessment. And when the baby was brought back, the same type of questions were asked, how the baby was doing, were there any fevers, were there any concerns, and nothing had changed. The baby was still vigorously feeding well, making lots of wet diapers, um, lots of stools, and in fact, the blood in the diaper that the parent had originally been concerned about was uh, disappearing and becoming much less. They were triaged in the emergency room, they had normal vital signs, and again, were found to be afebrile and looked well. But the problem was, is that you have a young infant, not even seven days old, uh, not even a month old, who's coming in now at three days of age with a urine culture result that's showing uh, potentially a lot of bacteria growing. And so the decision was made that they needed to evaluate this baby to see, in fact, if this was a, a true urinary tract infection. And so a partial septic workup, which includes blood work and IV placement, as well as a urinary catheterization were completed. The blood work results showed that the white blood cell count was normal. The CRP was 2.7, so very, very low. And the urine dipstick from the catheterization continued to show uh, one plus blood, which isn't uncommon when you have from uh, a traumatic catheterization. No protein, no nitrates, and no leukesterase. The child was, because they were so young at three days, now four days of age, the decision was made that given this culture result that they needed to go ahead and empirically treat this baby for a potential pyelonephritis or even bacteremia from this result. And so the child received ampicillin and tobramycin and was admitted to the hospital for just a little over a day while this repeat culture from the catheterization was pending. So after about 24 hours later, my understanding was they were discharged when the repeat urine culture from the catheterization was normal, did not grow anything, and sent home. But the reason why this case will always stick out in my mind is that this child, this young infant, first-time parent, her first brand-new baby that was very, very healthy, received, had to have um, a second emergency room visit where they're being exposed to many viruses and other infectious organisms. They had to receive blood work and an IV. They Not only that, they received IV antibiotics, including an aminoglycoside. They received a hospitalization. 
all of which were unnecessary if that urine culture from the bag urine had never been sent. And so this case is remarkable that it shows how we can cause harm. Every day we come to work to provide the right care, the best care. We never come to harm a patient intent unintentionally, but we did, in fact, in this case, uh, expose this child to several different harms. And it highlights where we have a lot of work to be done in standardizing how we screen, how we test for urinary tract infections, and how we treat in urinary tract infections. So a lot of opportunity to do some work in this area. So in the upcoming main episode podcast with Dr. Ostro and Dr. Michelle Science, we're going to cover risk stratification uh, for pediatric UTIs, who to test, how to test, urinalysis interpretation, the value of blood tests, treatment options, imaging, disposition, and future directions in pediatric UTI diagnosis and management. 